Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. episode of Hypecast! Hype! Hypecast! The show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host, David Bell. Are we supposed to come in now? Yeah, you yeah. are! Yeah! Whoa! Huh? Yeah! Whoa! Yeah! Now, if you smash that together, it'll seem like we're excited to be here. Because we are, <laughs> and it would be true. Hi, fellas. Great to be back. Hello, Michael Swain. Michael Swain. Yeah. And and this guy, and the coolest Abe. guy of the four, Abe forgot Abe Epperson, <laughs> cool guy Abe. That's as we call moly. him. This is a this is an event. This, this is, is like yeah. Endgame. Yeah, yeah. You know? this, this is a crossover yeah. event of the decade. This will end Game both survive. of our networks. Yeah, right? This is the last yeah, episode. That the franchise starts to lose its magic now. We all see through the formula. Yeah, oh. yeah everyone <laughs> knows what we're up yeah, to like, now. That really was the last good thing. Really, yeah, this, epi- <laughs> hey. this episode ruins both our networks. Yeah. But let's ride it out, baby. We're gonna have a great time this episode. It's gonna yeah, be the are. best episode we've ever done. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about networks, we're of course talking about the small beans, which you two are representatives <laughs> of. Uh, but th- there's more. There's more to you guys than that, isn't there? There there's is. A lot. We are multitudes. Well, one Dave. thing. Not a lot. One thing. Do you want to get into it, Michael? Sure. Uh, we're here because we like to hype cast, but also specifically this time we're here promoting our movie. Uh, which is called Papa Bear. It's based on the hilarious, poignant, true story of the time my dad came out as a gay furry when I was 17 and a bunch of other stuff. It's like a coming, a poignant coming-of-age comedy with lots of heart, um, sort of like eighth-grade Ladybird movies in that range, if you're aware. And uh, yeah, if you don't know us, which would be odd, but I'll just do the little spiel. Uh, we led the video department at Crank, by and large, for about more than a decade so we've done it we cranked out a lot of video we got one movie you could watch for free on youtube right now called kill me now if you're interested in checking out our chops um but otherwise if just the hook intrigues you please head over we're doing our crowdfunding portion right now we actually it's a larger scope project and we have some investors on board already but we're crowdfunding a portion of production and that's happening right dang now over at seedandspark.com slash fund slash papa hyphen bear it's 
it's not every day that you get to help make a good movie happen. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, people should. This is a un- uh, unique opportunity uh, to make a good movie exist. That's yeah. true. And we should mention rewards exist like... Uh, I will insult you online is one of the lowest ones, but also <laughs> signed posters, props from the film. Ultimately, like you can get flown out to the premiere, name in the credits, stuff like that. So check it out. Absolutely. What's the link again? Do you, do you uh, just seed and spark dot com yeah. slash fund slash Papa hyphen bear, baby right. fund Papa bear. Yeah. Yeah. That's it occurs to me. Oh, and I should say, sorry, the lowest tier is 15 bucks. That's just like pre-buying a ticket. So just do that, if nothing else, because then you yeah. get to see the movie when it comes out. It occurs to me mm-hmm. that when we make the movie and mm-hmm. we come out with a trailer, if Dave doesn't put this, put Papa Bear in the slot for movies that movies deserve, that deserve more hype. hype. Oh, we'll do it. I, it, it will be a snub weird, right? of the ages. We'll put the trailer on the dock and then like talk shit about it. Yeah, I will be like, I don't know about <laughs> this. Yeah, this movie looks like no, I, um, I actually considered putting it on today's movie that deserved oh, more hype. hype but I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, we'll wait. Yeah, we'll wait till there's a trailer, you know? Um, yeah. Right, it isn't anything yet, so that would be weird. <laughs> but it is in a lot of ways. Yeah. A movie that deserves way more hype. That's thank um, you, sir. You can yeah, you just, can also check out like the script, the lookbook, the business plan. We're very serious. Yeah, it's all Gentlemen. on the that page. Yeah. <laughs> you guys sent that We're poster. Script, that poster looks awesome. Script. We are uh, and the poster, serious poster, gentlemen. Yeah. That's how you um know. Yeah. It's uh I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited. The future yeah, is bright. This is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of things I'm excited about, should we uh, name let's some producers? Fun. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Let's Go do to it. Town. <clears throat> okay, name and producers. Big thank you to the lubed up ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank you very much. Thank you. Up now. Okay. Yeah. Thank Good. you to at Nerd Numbers. Thank you. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Thank you. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank you. Thank you to AJ. Thank you so much. Thank you to Andrew Howe. Deck the halls with blood. Thank you so much. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you. Thank you to Barry Tumath wants you to go to the gym and drink water. Oh, and Sky's Life. Love y'all. Pick it up. Pick pick it up. up. Thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank Thank you. you. All right, let me swoop in here. Thank you to Bootler Bootlison. Thank you. Thank you you to Brian, who Tom knows. Thanks. Thank you to Brockway Loves the Meat Millie. Mm -hmm. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank, Thank you. you to Christopher Robert Sparts, Esquire. Thank you. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. Thank you to Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Thank you. And thank you to David Knife Boot Henson. Knife Boot. Knife in the boot. All right. It's time for trailers. This is a this is a, a weird mix. All right. We got a weird Really, we could stop mix. talking about them after this first trailer, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, this first trailer is for... Meg to the trench. Mm. This is uh, the sequel to, I believe, the Meg. Indeed. Uh, yeah, the, with Jason, uh, Jason Statham. Statham giant shark movie from 2018. Uh, yeah, which was pretty boring. Um, yeah, this movie That's looks to correct like, those mistakes. Yeah, do you <laughs> yeah. remember that being fucking awesome? Because this looks incredible to me. And yeah, I'm so hard to win over on movies exactly like this. Like I'm like. 
yeah, 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 big, dumb, and loud. And this one, I was on the edge of my seat. Like, I have to pop popcorn and watch this right now. Right, it like this. Yeah. as hell. Yeah, like just from the trailer, this movie <laughs> seems like it understood everything that the previous movie was supposed to be. Like, it, it the, the, the previous movie is like two hours long. It's it's kind of dull. It's like. Do you remember who directed it? Uh, John Turtletop. John Turtletop, yeah. Yes. It's a yeah, apprentice. Fame. He's a he's a fine director. He's not a like that's what it is. Is that the Meg one? Was it's fine. it's it's a Ouija Ouija two situation, right? Where it does feel like they're like, why did we do that? Why did we make yeah. a giant shark make movie? This boring ass movie about a giant shark. Very serious. Yeah, with yeah. Jason Statham. This feels like it might be R rated. Um, it it's better ben be. Wheatley. It better be. Yeah, it's the director of High Rise and Free Fire and In the Earth. So like this is a this is a name you know this is like someone it's a su- uh, it's, it's the writer a, it's of Battleship a su- surprising director uh, also I think yes. Jason Statham has a writing credit doesn't he oh I remember oh, reading while this was in production in that Statham was contributing to the story and I was like well that's perfect oh, you should have had might. him pitch ideas for the first movie <laughs> yeah act three breaks in the wrong place mate like, <laughs> so yeah I'm gonna fight the shark with my bare hands fight. how can yeah. you fight the shark underwater I don't know give me a suit. In this trailer, oh he has a suit. He has a suit. They figured it out. <laughs> they figured it out. And also, <laughs> they, they, it, yeah. It also looks like they have like a Skull Island bit where like they're gonna find mm. all sorts of like weird, creepy crawlies at the bottom of the There's ocean. A kraken, maybe. Right. There yeah, looks like a squid a or a kraken or something. Yeah. It. The trailer promises so much that is already smart and right. It's almost as if you're looking at a student who presented this hook or whatever, and their bullet points are correct. You're like, of course, then there's a bunch of weird, like, you know, an act three right. or the midpoint. It escalates into the trenches, just spitting monsters out like what undersea yeah. hell lurks in the depths just, for us. Just lousy <laughs> with sea monsters. It's going to be great. <laughs> and man, the fact that they know that the final shot is <laughs> this thing that's so large that the cold open of the trailer. Yes, this trailer has a very effective cold open like it really does Um, (laughs) this shark that can eat a t-rex jason statham fights it like personally that's actually that's that's funny to me is that he's like i can take it yeah like the absolute boldness yeah his eyes just narrow he's like give me five minutes i'll put this i'll put this fucking thing on a plate what the fuck is our poon gonna do our door over and over I do want to point out that, believe it or not, uh, and you you guys may have known this because you were all nerds in the '90s, but the Meg is based on a book. Um, it was actually yeah, the f- it was the first thing I bought from Amazon was the Meg, the book, the Meg. Um, it was like mid '90s, I want to say '97. Um, oh, Tom facts, yeah. And uh, the scene where it eats the Tyrannosaurus—that's the prologue of the book. So oh, it's like a awesome. it's like a lost world sitch so where you're like, seeing like the compy yeah. scene in the beginning that was from the original Jurassic that's Park right. book. So yeah, like it's it's I, I and I I for, have forgotten almost everything about the book except I do remember that the way Jason Statham's character kills the final Meg in the original book is that he gets eaten by the Meg and cuts his way out with a Meg tooth. I was like, oh, that's kind of boss. But uh, yeah, the the, the other thing that stuck in my mind was this T Rex scene. So it's like, of course, like how on earth. Do you only include that scene in the second movie? Like you, you read right. you read the book to make the first film. Like that's the first scene that happens, and like you would think a produ- right. a yeah. Hollywood producer reading that book to like make it into a film would be like, well, obviously this is going in the movie. 
the the actual name of this should be Meg Two. We're sorry. We did it right like, this that's time. It, yeah, yeah. Two Domino's reboot. Like, look, yeah. There's a right. line in it that makes me very happy, or it's just the implication of it. Like it should be. I bet they don't actually do it, but there's a line in the trailer that is, uh, "It's the biggest Meg anyone's ever seen." Yep. <laughs> and yeah, I was just hoping that someone comes in and just uh, says like, actually, "Yeah, we've seen like <laughs> two, well, well, three now that this movie's dropped." But yeah. Yeah, there are th- there's a fa- it's a family of Megs. Statham does immediately say it's the biggest Meg anyone's ever seen. So they do sort of answer that cuz that yeah. yeah, I did I did flag that it's a particularly ridiculous thing to say. Right. Yeah, I mean It's like 13 again, people is... have seen a Meg. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not that impressive. It's more impressive just to look at the animal right. and go, "Oh my god." By the way, uh, it's not just the writer of uh, Battleship. They also did Whiteout and Red 1 and 2. Uh, there's also the writer of um, I liked Red uh, Paycheck, the Ben Affleck Paycheck. Oof, that's one of the worst the movies Manchurian I've ever seen. Candidate. Yeah, but here's that actually this makes me happier because I think the director understands. The director has done very good stuff and He's like clearly knows what they're doing. Legit surprising director to be making this yes. film. So I think this works really well because it's a script that might be just legitimately cheesy. Mm-hmm. done by a director who understands how fun that is right like it feels like if we're lucky they're not going to wink at the camera it's just going to be deep blue sea level ridiculousness yes, right that's all we right. needed that's all we needed yeah. deep blue sea remains a perfect film exactly it's second best shark right movie it's the ever second made. best shark movie ever made right yeah it's the the paul f tompkins <laughs> joke i think where he says yeah how many good shark movies are there been still just the one <laughs> Still just the one, yeah. Um, I uh, Yeah, but I argue Deep Blue Sea is the second good shark movie. Anyway. I would argue, I, I actually yeah. like the, I think it was the sequel, but the 47 meters down where there's a... There's a, a blind shark in the caves. Dude, yeah, and there's a dude whose job, I guess, or like, he's welding in ruins underwater, listening to rock music. Welding. And I'm like, that's you gotta thing? weld your room. Anyway, shark eats <laughs> Right, right. I like Ruins. the shallows too. The shallows. The shallows was, good. was pretty good. Yeah. I do want to point out that in in 47 meters down, the first one was pretty okay, but in that sequel, like that dude is welding specifically in a set of underwater ruins that are so obscure and labyrinth labyrinthine. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that sure. that the premise of the film is that a shark got stuck down there and lost, and it's now it's basically like a deep sea creature. It's now blind and it hunts based on sound and all this other stuff. So like, but this dude's just casually welding shit in like this mysterious <laughs> lost underwater temple yeah. that, that trapped and blinded a sea monster. Right. right. <laughs> it's like, it's like Indiana. It's like the night at the end of last crusade where it's like, what are you doing in here? How'd you get in here? Like he's just <laughs> he's, hanging out. He's reading the Bible, Dave. That's all he's doing. Yeah. That's all, all he's doing. He's doing. Sure. It's the only book he's got. And jerking off so much. Oh yeah. hell yeah, he's so much. He's been he's been coming dust for like yeah five hundred mm. years. All speaking over. of yeah. speaking of coming dust. Uh, sure. Next row is for Oppenheimer. Are we good with the Meg? I mean, it's hard. We're good with yeah, the Meg. Yeah. We could I, I really just want to talk about the Meg forever, but does. I also I also it's, want to talk about Oppenheimer. But I want to take the hype from that, which is like a pure hype drop, and and smear it over the rest of these trailers while it's still fresh. Right. You know mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, hot out of my anus hype. New trailer. First look at Einstein. 
Einstein. Yeah. yeah. The guy who looks like Einstein. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. I don't know you, why. You figure they probably asked him. Asked Einstein? Yeah. Even though, even well, though he's looked, not a I physicist. Up. He must have turned it down. I, or was he yeah. a physicist? I actually don't know what kind of scientist Einstein was. I, know, yeah, I looked it up physicist. and Oppenheimer was, was actually fucking dumb as hell. theoretical. <laughs> Oppenheimer hung out with Einstein later in life. So I'm actually guessing that scene is maybe the ending scene of the movie. It might be like um, the the looking back on what his legacy is. Because like the, the famous thing about, about Oppenheimer is that he was aware of his own legacy, right? Everybody knows the quote, now I am become death, destroyer of worlds. Like he right. was aware <laughs> that he made this yeah. weapon that I is going to ruin. That yeah. You couldn't just say... I did a bad, bad thing. Like, it's so fucking pretentious, dude. It's not well, like this was the 1700s. I don't know. That quote to is it, so silly to me. To like, it, he sat down and wrote that shit out. Of course, of course he did. Of course yeah. he did. It's, it's Why not? the most, like, next to, like... It's momentous. Next to, exactly, next to Neil Armstrong's quote, which 100% was, like, written and poured over, yeah. of course, by, like, dozens of people, I assume. Like, this is the other most significant moment in human history probably so like right. of course he sat down and thought of how to like communicate like, it. right like it's a pretentious ass quote but it also <laughs> it also conveys the weight of it yeah you know what i mean like it's a it's a super crazy significant thing that they I did just like the idea of him coming in and he's like "Ooh, my bad <laughs> like, <laughs> right like you, you knew what this was it. from jump uh -oh. dude like don't like be like, I just now realized, it's, oh my god, what, what I guess that's what, what I'm getting at. Is what have I wrought? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he knew from this jump trailer, that he was making an atomic bomb. This trailer does do a good job at like kind of showing you the psychological process of like, you know, it starts with him being like, listen, it's either us or the Nazis build this thing. And you're like, yeah, when you put it that way, yeah. you know. And then by the end, you can tell like this, the pure horror of this situation. Yeah. And like, I don't know. What's funny is Oppenheimer, this movie, I was I I was not that excited for when I first heard about it. And every trailer has made me get more excited for a movie that I'm pretty sure will mostly just be a bunch of eggheads. It's just going to be people talking in rooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it'll go to one like shockingly practical explosion effect. Um, which I know he did it practically. I've read that as well because, of course, he did. Meaning, he did. Um, please he, tell me. Meaning he, he, he didn't set off an actual nuke. Right, he actually, no, he, so no he detonated an he, actual nuke. He practically <laughs> recreated a nuke, which could mean anything because, like, so did Terminator Two. You know, um, but like, I'm guessing he went above and beyond because he's Christopher yeah. Nolan. Right, he probably bought like um, a thousand pounds of TNT. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, he yeah. fucking blew so, a crater in the desert. Yeah, he fucking killed a red. lot of fucking salamanders. A lot, lot of Gila monsters are blown up yeah. for Oppenheimer. Yeah. Hell yeah. But the point being that, like, these trailers are doing a really fucking good this job. This movie looks good. Like, Nolan is good. I like his movie. We, we rip on him. I like Nolan. But I generally I mean, I, I, like his movies, yeah. I rewatched Tenet, and that movie Tenet I is could garbage. Not, Tenet is bad. I, I couldn't even... I shut it off. Yeah. It's bad. Anything. That's the thing is, I think he's at his best when he's actually doing the egghead shit. I think yeah. his best movies are things like Interstellar and Inception. And yeah, you know, I love like, the Prestige. I like Dunkirk. I, I think the yes. Prestige is is my favorite yeah. of his films. It's among my favorite movies, probably in the top yeah. fifty. But I, I also really Interstellar is really good. 
like I it's ironically it's not memento still too I think memento's, memento's a good ass movie yeah that's a really good movie it's not trying to be spectacular in terms of like oh the explosions or anything like that i mean i guess there's the one but um the other thing is it's it's seemingly unburdened by like it's not probably going to have a plot twist of any kind you know right. so no it's he's pretty just doing a, a to straight, b yeah like he's got what if yeah. kind of thing Nolan has the the Denis Villeneuve thing where, like, right. I I look Dune, Blade Runner, these big things, they're fun, but I like them when they do smaller things best. Fucking right. Insomnia, well, yeah, like you mentioned, The Prestige, where and then honestly, this feels smaller, like Dunkirk, where it's like, like you guys are saying, no twists, no like big stupid high concept ideas, no Batman, um, it's just you know like this is probably going to be good only because this is what works best for him i read a thing that said cillian murphy respond like responded to some press by saying that it's he was like oh this is the best nolan script i've read which you know oh, wow. might just be press but i mean he's been in like every movie yeah. of his I, I, so right i read another one where he said that he's just been taking any role that nolan offers him with the hope of eventually being the lead in a nolan movie yeah Smart. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to tell because it's like Jim Cameron being like, "This is the best Terminator." Every single Terminator, Mm -hmm. like, you you don't know. It'd be weird if he was like, "This script, eh, it was all right." Also, you know, just real quick, it's pronounced Killian. I know Dave and I have fucked that up in the past, and we got plenty of comments about it. So I'm not gonna correct myself. I'm just calling that right now. There's there's a lot of things in the world, man. Yeah, I I know. Abe will want to mention a particularly ill-fated TV show. Am I wrong about that, Abe? Do I need to mention it? What, oh, yeah, that? yeah. That, that's, you should mention Yeah. The trailer just reminded me a lot of the feelings I felt when I watched Manhattan, which Manhattan, Abe and I yeah. always fawn over as like a show that should have been or should have kept going. Just a great oh, first season. It's great. Yeah, I'll watch that. If, Daniel Stern as a, as a brilliant physicist, which is funny to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's it's an amazing cast. Uh, It's the other thing is it's my favorite aspect about it is it came out during like when did it come out? It came out mid mid teens. Yeah, it was. I remember it was on the air. Like I think it was 2014. I remember it was on the air when when we moved to L.A. for Cracked. It was this real Mm -hmm. awkward time because it was in the middle of like the, it's like the Game of Thrones boom, like where everyone was like, every channel is going to try to make a A quality programming. Yeah. And this one was made by, I like feel like they only made this WGN America. That is the original network of Manhattan. That's mm-hmm. hilarious to me. I don't. I can't name another WG and everyone America. was taking their swings. You know, it's yeah. yeah. And it's just that this is this is one that I thought like at least the first season is fucking spectacular. Anyway, yeah, yeah. This was it was sort of at the beginning of of streaming prestige shows, right? Like um, right, exactly. Mad Men Which come came out on and then... the heels of the last writer's strike, so hopefully we'll get some like weird networks, some scrappy networks take their opening after this writer's strike wraps up and mm. get some Mad Men's or some Breaking Bad's, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Nice. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I was going to say, crossed. did they specifically do that because the rates were less advantageous? Anyway. Oh. It's always about money. I don't know if it, I don't know if that's true or not. You're, you're right, Tom. <laughs> follow the money. Mm. Follow, follow the money. Well, Save speaking the of world. writers, 
This next one's called Poor Things. This is uh, your ghost. This is that, lo- that lobster. It's that lobster. <laughs> it's not. Wait, what? <laughs> it's it's your director ghost. directed uh, the yeah. lobster. Oh, I was like, I gotta look at the doc now because Dave is mystifying me. <laughs> it's uh, what your ghost link or something like that. What's yeah. His name? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, lobster and the favorite. As I put in this note, I like the favorite. I didn't like the lobster, so oh, I don't okay. know, man. Yeah, same. I the lobster was too dry for me, and arch, and then the favorite I thought was great. Like, yeah, ooh. I also thought the lobster wasn't very like deep, either. Like I, I thought it was just a lot of like fucking uh, obvious. Uh, uh, yeah, mm. it, it's a lot of razzle dazzle. But not much actually. But this, it, it didn't have anything to say, you know. But this poor things that is it seems to yeah. be a like Terry Gilliam inspired like magical realist or, or surrealist one might argue. Yeah. Uh, look at like what seems to be because it's a teaser, so there's only like a few lines of dialogue. Seems to be like a post-apocalyptic or like some different type of society where I want to say they're gods or they're robots so because at one point she has a yeah it's emma stone has been brought back to life by a mad scientist played by willem dafoe that's uh the synopsis right more or but less. like what's their situation we don't know because it looks so unfamiliar right and it's a real to us. heightened reality it looks so like it's a real fantastic world it's yeah, a big fucking swing yeah it's that thing it's michelle gondry or terry gilliam as you mentioned where it's like they these are huge swings and like Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, this looks good. I think this looks good, personally. Yeah. Yeah, it looks yeah, like... I'm I, I'm, yeah. I laughed mm. at the joke at the end where Emma Stone slaps Mark Ruffalo and he takes a long time to say ow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I always like the ruffles and things. Yeah, Ruffalo's nice great. Yeah. yeah, he's extremely yeah. likable. Yeah. Like the it's buffalo. It's a... Uh, I don't well, know. This one of those directors... The I, I just find that so charming. <laughs> That's so charming. Right. So cute. This is one of those directors that, like, despite how I feel about them, I'm just glad they exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, I don't need to like someone to be glad that they're making the movies they're making. Because these are, you know, very original movies. (laughs) Whereas Turtle Tob, you're like, no. No. I'm not happy. I'm unhappy by your Give me National Treasure 3 or nothing at all. I Mm. swear to Christ that that is, yes. Yes. Hard (laughs) agree. Double down. Hard (laughs) agree. All right. Sorry, John, if you listen to he this. He should be making only national treasures. Ideally. But yeah. he's an artist, man. He's got to let his voice no. out. I refuse. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, Disagree. Let's move on. All right. Run, Rabbit, Run. Starring Shiv. Starring Shiv. <laughs> Sarah Snook. From Succession. If you don't watch Succession. Yeah. I... Tom, you're saying we had this conversation again. I I didn't. I I felt like we when we covered Predestination. She's Australian, really? Yeah, which is a a movie (laughs) she was in in the mid-teens that you should definitely go back and watch if you haven't seen it. It's quite good. Um, Yeah, they're they're amongst us. She's great in it. So I'm into this movie just based on her presence because, look, I haven't watched Succession, but she was so good in that movie Predestination. That I will watch. Yeah, I will watch anything yeah. she's in. She's very good in Succession as well. I expected as um, much. I just haven't watched it. Yeah, and this comes from a director who's done a lot of TV, um, Handmaid's Tale, um, uh, a bunch of stuff I hadn't actually heard of. 
Uh, but like, I don't know. This this looks. I mean, it looks kind of like a standard thriller, right? It's like the little girl is what possessed by the, the dead sister or something, right? She starts pretending to be Sarah Snook's dead sister who died when she was a little girl, and it's this traumatic story involving a rabbit and like right. her. It's it, it, the trailer gets a, a bit of a Babadook vibe with me. Yeah. It's it's Absolutely. it's similar to it's that. It's a mother and daughter yeah. 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 metaphor, right? There will yeah. resolve. Which, but, you know, I don't know. It makes this it, is a oh sorry. Well, I was just going to say it makes it a, I'm a little less excited about this. Like I'm excited about who is in it, but like the fact, a, the f- uh, fact that it looks like a story that they basically just like kind of reskinned and they were just like, what if the demon was just like the kid? Uh, and that's already kind of, you know, derivative. We've seen that the other a lot, thing, yeah. the big thing I'm, is that it's the, it's almost like SNL made a sketch that is what if Netflix were to try to make an A24 film right. because it's just an A24 film so and I understand this, that that's how you make money Netflix is just like let's get that A24 money but yeah this is a gut feeling that like I agree with you about this trailer what it looks like my gut feeling is I don't know why but this feels like one of those trailers that you like I'm gonna hand wave much like Predestination actually that'll turn out to be like more original than it actually is or actually it seems you know what i mean where like i i i'm getting vibes that maybe this is going to be uh the better than it looks is my we, point we will so see. i am curious about it yeah it could be um i think that's but it's hard because quiet as i get i've been burned on trailers exactly like this way too many times lately specifically but uh where it feels like it all comes down to the execution i don't know or, you know, people tell me, oh, at Megan was actually good. I'm like, well, who knew? And then I saw Smile, which I thought was interesting based on the trailer. And it's such a rote, it follows Ripoff. Well, everything yeah. Ripoff, as you guys covered. Man, I hated both of those like, movies. <laughs> yeah. And everything's just been, uh, my partner and I, horror is their favorite. We watch horror every Friday night. And we've been on a bad streak of like, man, the trailer looks good. And it wasn't bad. It was just dull. Um, so I'm worried it'll be rote or cookie. Better, but if it's good it'll be good it's really hard to tell with horror trailers i find i was yeah i was about to say are horror trailers the hardest trailers to determine quality from they might be because the trailer it's kind of the same with comedies right where mm. they go with the lowest hanging fruit for the trailer you know yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or in a comedy that's mediocre you might still hit three funny jokes it's 90 minutes long or whatever you put those right. in the trailer and your batting average seems way higher than it actually is that's true. Yeah. I'd say I'd say it's Little Mermaid trailers is the toughest one to determine because like no <laughs> one knows if that's going to be the greatest film ever made. Right. We just don't know. Or just one of the greatest films ever made. Like mm-hmm. it's between those two though. Those are the outcomes. Yeah. yeah so exactly. What if what 100%. if what if we took one of the greatest films ever made and made it forty five minutes longer? Yeah. Yes. With photorealistic fish and a crab. <laughs> So that sounds like a good that. idea. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, well, next trailer is for The Crowded Room, which I, I would argue is a terrible name for anything. Um, yeah. It just sounds like, I don't uh, 
I'm nothing appealing about a crowded room. If you ask me, I was me. assumed he was going to have uh, <laughs> what's it called differentiated identity disorder or whatever. I oh. thought it was going to be a mess. So did I. So did I. So did I. I, and I, I, no. I suspect that might still be the case, Michael, based on the trailer. Oh, so. but, but it's just having a room. I yeah. just don't like the title because the idea of a crowded room it does not appeal to like, me. I'm just hoping it's just like, well, there's nothing exciting about a crowded room. It's I'm like sorry. saying, like, I don't like gremlins. Why? I don't know what that is. <laughs> what it's is just, a gremlin? No. <laughs> there's just, That's like a bank word. Ah, no I'm weird. sorry. It's just there's nothing excited about it. It's like naming a movie the Mall Bathroom. It's sure. just like okay. I mean, yeah. like the room. There's several. There's two the movies. There's two of it movies called, called the Room. The room. <laughs> right. This room is crowded. And they're so both equally bad. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I said this in the notes, and Tom had a very good rebuttal, but I'm still gonna say it. I think Tom Holland is gonna struggle with his little baby face because whenever I'm watching him in this, I'm like. Are you supposed to be thirty or twelve? Um, he's just got that. He's got Damn. that little little guy face. I he can does. see yeah, thinking that, but I will say, yeah, and he's gonna have it for a while. You can tell, like he's just gonna age like lines will appear on his face, but he'll still look young. He has one of those faces, right? Um, he'll look unnatural. It's he's gonna he's, he's gonna age like Jamie Bell, I think. There you go. Mm. But I suspect, I mean, just from the work he's done, I do think he's really talented. He's a standout right. from among yes. the Marvel cast. And I like Spider-Man's my all-time favorite. And I actually do care about who they cast as Spider-Man. And I think he was a really good pick. I he's suspect pick. he might be a Robert Pattinson where, like, once he's free, he'll do a bunch yep. of interesting shit. Um, he'll be a fucking weirdo. He, did do, a, he was, did do a weird-ass I mean, movie he, with Robert Pattinson. I was the like devil baby all face, the time. baby all the time, face, yeah. baby face. But then that last shot where he does, this is my face when I snap and go crazy. I was like, that's a good face. I'm very excited. Yeah, yeah he's, I think he's actually going to have a good career. I think he's so. Done, his choices think... are very like, I like that he, he knows he's at early in his career and he can like kind of do like a Jake Gyllenhaal thing where he's like at any time I will in 20 years, even I will still be hot as fuck. So I can still do like superhero shit or whatever hotness they want me to do. In the meantime, though, I can take big swings on like whatever that um that one really said su- the the one that sucked. He did he was in one where like he couldn't he could see like sound or some shit. Chaos and, walking. Oh, yeah, yeah that total was a, flop, totally mediocre. But yeah, like, there's some misses. That there was is a, that an was idea bad movie that, that when yeah. you are Spider Man and one of the top billing in the world for actors, like you can choose anything and you choose that fucking thing. That means you really just want to try to think outside the box. That will yeah. be rewarded, I think. It's you like know Eisenberg I think it where is. I'm like, he's not even my favorite, favorite actor in terms of the texture of his acting, but I'm like, you pick good shit, man. You're a good picker. Yeah, he's a good picker. <laughs> I think you guys are spot on. He's going to be a very good weirdo, mm-hmm. and he is a good actor. I do think that mainstream Hollywood is going to be the... Like, I'm thinking about like Uncharted, where it's like, I don't know. Like, him as that character, it felt a little off. Does that make well, sense? It didn't feel like the video game um, character, but I accepted him within the movie, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. makes sense. It might just um, take a few rounds of this for him to shake off the association with 
Spider-Man. You know, I don't yeah. know. It takes a couple moves. And just yeah. curl up a little it's bit. But he's yeah. he's absolutely talented. Did we say and he absolutely has good taste? Did we say this what this movie, movie is about or the show? I don't. I don't care. It's like a room, baby. It, it, it's like a room. He's being interrogated, or rather, diagnosed by Amanda Seyfried, who appears to be some sort of a medical professional. But he's being uh, diagnosed in a. Um, interrogation room and it's related to something that happened at a house he was living in there's apparently a bunch of people he lived with and they can't find them and there and then he starts yep. talking about losing time um so there's an implication that maybe he's murdered all these people but like michael and i were saying it, it seems like it's possible those people don't exist they're just different facets of his personality um yes it does look interesting and they're i do like both of those actors i think they're both good so Yes, it's a mini series, and it is at least the writer for that's credited for all ten episodes is also the writer of A Beautiful Mind and Batman and Robin and Cinderella Man. So you know, two two Russell Crowe's and man. a Batman. All right. Yeah, and and Jonah Hex. No, he was the producer in Jonah Hex. Point being that there's literally no telling, right? <laughs> what this is going to be, I will say, but I'm guessing <laughs> it's going to be weird mind shit, like you're saying. Jonah Hex is like the black spot. Right. Like that's when you see that on somebody's resume, you're like, oh, no. (laughs) I am legend is on Angels and Demon, um, The Fifth Wave, Transformers, Mm. The Last Night. These are all all terrible films. The Dark Tower. These are all bad Um, films. These are all bad. films. Yeah. So and they created um, Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Mm. Picard. So I don't know, man. Like, uh, I'm still curious. This is a neat trailer, but um who can say? Indeed. I mean, you. Yeah, uh, it's your show. Yeah, let's move on. No. All right. Uh, what do we? What's next? <laughs> Flame and hot. Uh, yeah, my. I don't. I'm this taking is... a, a brave and courageous stance, which is that. And I know I've heard Dave rail on it too, so I think he agrees. Um, it's just the principle. Like, it looks charming. It looks fine. It looks good. Or like it would be fun. Yeah, I, it's I'm a, not going to watch any movie about a product or brand. I re, I reject this wave of how we're going to mine IP from brands. No. Yeah, yeah it's it. it's a, it's about the making of it's about the making of flaming hot Cheetos. Um, yeah. And, but like the trailer, sort of like the so like the best thing I can compare it to to relate to what Michael's talking about is Air, the movie that just came out about Nike Air also or yeah. Air Jordan Tetris. Or Tetris, I think, has a yeah. more interesting story and is a little bit more valid. But like Air, I think, is the worst example, right? Because there is no story to the making of Air Jordan. There was a guy that was like, maybe we should get the hottest college basketball star to endorse a shoe as he's moving to the NBA. They said, yeah, that's a great idea. Seems like we can make him on a lot of money. They did that. And now the shoe exists. There's no reason right. to make a movie about that. And like this trailer is about the making of Flaming Hot Cheetos and it's a two and a half minute trailer, and the first minute and a half is just that. It's just like, hey, you guys love Cheetos, right? It's just really brand focused. Right. It takes it that long to get to the actual hook of the story, which is that Flame and Hot Cheetos were invented by a janitor that was working at Frito Lay. Right, which is which interesting. Is cool. If it's that's true. cool, that's a yeah. good story. Yeah, that's yeah, a good. Yeah. That's that's what you start with in the trailer. But what Michael was saying, where it's it, Hollywood has sort of turned to brands just to find IP because they love intellectual property that has brand recognition because that's all they care about. It's like, Oh, well, if people recognize the brand, they'll buy tickets on opening, on opening weekend. It doesn't matter if the movie's good. So they're just buying up 
stories about recognizable brands. Um, so this trailer is totally focused on that so hard that it doesn't even realize it has a good story to tell. So it doesn't right. even reveal that the inventor was a janitor working there until the trailer is almost over. <laughs> right. And it's also just... <sighs> I just hate this fucking trend. Me too. I, I also, really hate it. I also got to say this style, because this style seems to be going hand in hand with this type of movies, which is playful comedy. Adam McKay. Um, this has, yes. Yes. It it's, has, it's uh, very it has, big short. It has the modern version of that's me. You probably wonder how I got here. <laughs> like it's got that tone mm-hmm. where he's just like, there's more to this story where they're talking to the camera and they're like, ah, this wacky zany story about this fucking brand that we uh, worked on. And it's like, I'm, I'm just, I don't, I don't appreciate the tone. I don't appreciate the subject matter. I don't appreciate how fucking many of these are now existing. Um, it's just all I'm reject all of it, and that doesn't mean like the individual ones might be good, you know. Um, this might be very good. Uh, it it doesn't I know matter. There's one in production right now that Jerry Seinfeld is involved with because it's always big news when Seinfeld gets involved in a movie because he's only ever done one before B movie. Never does movies. And it was so good that everyone's like, "We got it, we got it." Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but Jerry's the. Like, Please. That's my material. That's all I have. Don't steal oh. my jokes. Um, his the project he's currently attached to is one about the making of pop tarts. Um, right, right. And there's he no story there. Joke. There's no story there. Oh my there. god, I could talk about this for hours, but I, we won't. Uh, yeah, there's no story there. He just has a bit about his he's talked bit about, about it about there's a, there's several videos about it online uh, on youtube you can just search for jerry seinfeld pop tart he has a bit about a, a running joke about he like thinks his perfect joke the joke that he wrote that is like the perfect jerry seinfeld joke and has all the formula and how he crafted and it's it it's on brand for him and everything yeah. and he's just like and it's like shit like <laughs> I don't know. It's a funny, funny word. Pop tart. Pop tart. <laughs> you know, it's just a funny name, and it's just like that bullshit. I don't know. I'm well. I'm also I heard, not a huge fan. Of well, Gaffigan's so going to gonna do the hot pocket movie, and we're going to have like an right. exact universe. Right. <laughs> I, universe. Boy, Christ. I hope there's at least an interesting story behind hot pocket because when this movie was announced, this pop tart movie, I looked up the story of its invention, and there's no, mm-hmm. there is literally no story. It's the same as Air, where it's just like. They thought they should make Pop-Tarts. They tried it out. It worked. And not even a plucky. It's like 18 business people. Exactly. <laughs> like, the product till they arrived at work. Yeah. It's not some, <laughs> oh, some, man. some like, yeah, person struggling to get by didn't invent Pop-Tarts in their garage. It was created mm-hmm. by a brand to be a successful product. And it was. Hooray. <laughs> all right. Like, how is that a movie? Anyway. What if you, re- re- all right. What, so they can't do it on Flaming Hot. But what if you did like the equivalent of like the formation of Cheetos and you treated it like you treat it like Chernobyl, right? Everything is just serious and you get into the lives of each of the people and like the tragedy of making a Cheeto kind of thing. <laughs> meant, that like, I'd watch. Dude is killing us, right? Like, oh, no. Just, cheese just, dust just, rains from the sky. And you're like, what just is a- it? Factory explodes. <laughs> People taking off their glasses and looking, glancing right across camera and talking about Cheetos. That's a movie I would watch. But I do want to watch Chernobyl Cheetos. 100%. Cheetnobyl. 100% behind that. Oh, fuck. Cheeto-noble. Yes. All right. There it is. Um, 
Next, uh, <laughs> next trailer, Gremlins, Secrets of the Mogwai. Um, I have conflicting thoughts on this. This is an animated guys... show on HBO Max. Yes, thank you for pointing that out. Mm-hmm. I um, it's a pre- it seems to be a, is it a prequel or is it a sequel? It's hard to tell. I don't know. I I I do think like the original Gremlins, they co- sort of do this thing that the thing that a lot of eighties movies do, where it's like, is it Chinatown? Mm-hmm. That is, yeah, and it's like mysterious uh, Chinese old man, and then let's let's have these white people carry the movie. Uh, so the fact that this seems to be like um, Asian characters is a good instinct for uh, continuing uh, Gremlins. That said, I don't know, man. Animated, uh, it looks kind of scary, but I I like the the visceral look of the original, where it's like that was so. I, know, I just yeah, no, I totally agree. That was so there was something elemental to the yeah. designs of them. And it sort of needs to exist in a physical space. Like the gremlins are real creepy puppet designs and like their eggs are all slimy and gross. And it's really, right. it's dark and violent. And this is it's a weird vibe. Also the animation in this trailer fucking sucks. Like this, this looks, yeah. this looks cheap as hell. It does. It looks like they didn't want to commit. It's like if they did a new dark crystal, which they did, but they made it animated where it's like, no, puppets. Yeah. It's a puppet movie. Yeah. You know, like it's that where it's like, uh, it just like, feels like they're te- they're like dipping their toes in the water, you know? It looks like yeah. they decided to do it animated to save money on all the practical effects that would be required to do a Gremlins movie. Um, right. And it also looks like they opted for the cheapest, like lowest resolution animation, like computer generated animation as possible because... It's just sort of smeared with this weird stylistic filter, um, which is like the curse that entered the Spider-Verse or into the Spider-Verse has brought upon us all is is that animated movies. uh, We're getting crops of them now that that seem to think they can be successful just by putting a weird filter on the animation or doing something weird about it. So like this one, you watch explainer vids of how into the Spider-Verse was made. No, 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 my friend. (laughs) Like they, uh, they like, program their own individual apps that go in and like sim- you know simulate line weight and like curate various styles that actually exist in comics art it's like meticulously oh yeah right. you can you can you tell just add a photoshop filter or it looks like that's what you did exactly it looks like the scrimlin show like you can tell the difference between spider-verse and like movies that are copying spider-verse it's like oh yeah. you just did this way worse and that's what this show looks like the show looks yeah. so cheap to me that's all i could think of during this trailer is how bad it looked so i like barely absorbed the trailer i know james hong is in it and that's great but like yeah it looks it, again it, 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 it looks shitty like it looks like they didn't care enough about it to to give it anything Right, I think the writing is probably going to be good. Hopefully, yeah. I just think that, yeah, the rest of the movie, it just, I don't know, man. It's fucking Warner Brothers, you know, and their weird, whatever's going on behind the scenes. It just feels so noncommittal that, like, this is going to pass me by. And then they're going to be like, well, I guess no hope for new gremlins. And it's like, well, you know, maybe make an actual fucking... Yeah, maybe maybe make a real attempt yeah, at rebooting gremlins instead of whatever the hell this is. Like. Yeah. I don't know. I hope it's good though. I just uh yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's um the other thing that I think is weird. I mean, you're absolutely right about the goo or the physical space uh, concepts of it, but uh what what I'm interested in is that 
Gremlins is well known for being one of those films during the time of the PG-13 rating where they were like too scary for PG, not graphic enough for R. Um, this movie, right. granted, they could be hiding some of the, the big stuff, but like the fact that like Gremlins goes far enough to be like, yeah, let's put one of these fuckers in a microwave and pop them, you know, like right. that kind of shit I don't see happening in this like animation style. So prove me wrong movie, but I think they're probably going toward closer towards the PG and it's yeah. more about the cute Maraguay and the gremlins are there to be like mischievous little scamps uh, who right, are up to no good and Grim- kind of like the equivalent of like the hyenas and Lion King or something like that. And it's just like, well, the whole point of gremlins was that they're kind of demons, right? Right. right. Like it's intrinsic to grow. It's gnarly. Like even, even the second one, which is, you know, a a broad parody of the first film, there's still gnarly shit in it. Like they, the gremlins get electrocuted and their, the brain gremlins skin melts off his bones in the finale. Like it's a fucking gnarly movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have I have a feeling this is going to be a continued thing because I actually I forgot I researched this a little. They're making Gremlins three, and I believe the people behind that kind of hand waved Gremlins two, which was a direct uh, response to the studios trying to make Gremlins more of a kids thing. Um, and so I think Gremlins three will be the unironic version of Gremlins two, like the version that doesn't understand. Uh, what Gremlins 2 was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this one, I, I will say, there's at least one episode of this show directed by Joe Dante, so he's at All least right. associated okay. with this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas I think Gremlins 3 is out of his hands. So like this, out of the two Gremlins things that might be happening, this at least has a slightly better shot. Um, this is the one he but, preferred, apparently. So Yeah. Uh, uh, although I will say the other Gremlins is a, a ways out, you know? Um, so who knows? Who knows what's happening there? Maybe just don't make more Gremlins stuff. I don't know. Yeah, we're kind of all set. We were all set with Gremlins. We didn't... Yeah. I don't know. We I, got like, I don't, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, you know? we got the Hulkster in, in, yeah. in that one. I don't I don't hate the idea of more Gremlins, but we didn't need it. Yeah, unless you're going to do it right. I don't know. Um, final trailer. Biggest, best for last, folks. Back on the strip. Mm. This is uh, this is a uh, Magic Mike. It's old Magic Mike. Old. It's it's wild. Yeah. It's the Wild Hogs old version Magic of Magic Mike. Mike. Yeah, which right away. It's obviously strippers that are like just one more job. Just yeah, one yeah, job. yeah. And it's got fucking Wesley Snipes as the as the Magic Mike. Um, it's directed by the guy who played Preach and Don't Be a Menace. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um, He's done a lot sure. of stuff behind the camera, <laughs> but that's like I was looking at his career and I was like, "Oh, it's preach." Um, it a uh, terrible trailer. I want to watch this movie. I don't think that's, I don't think it was uh, a terrible trailer. It wasn't great, but I, strong. Yeah. but I, right. I do want to watch this movie. This movie looks corny or like the the corny, cheesy, cheesy yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It look, I mean, there's it like corny. an ass sex joke where they look at the camera, and I was like, "That's weird." Yep. Oh yep. yeah, um, the Tiffany Haddish thing was weird. Yeah, it's like something, something in my back door, and then literally spike camera, like, yep, in a yeah. movie where it doesn't feel. I could be wrong because it's just a trailer. It doesn't feel like that will be happening a lot <laughs> from the trailer. Well, Am I right? That's what yeah. I want to talk about is because 
I bring up Don't Be a Menace because this person, um, this director, has also been in a lot of like spoof comedies. Uh, and so I'm like, I wonder if this is going to be like that tone, because <laughs> that would be uh, incredible. Um, if it's like I, movie I'm, 43, yeah. Yeah, if it's like, I don't know. I just don't know what it's going to be, but I'm very excited. Oh, well, also we skipped, sorry, the, uh, I think we're bearing the lead in the sense that it's about a young man who wants to be a clown or stage magician in Vegas, so he moves to Vegas. And he gets the job as a stripper because I, the implication is he just has a huge stick. <laughs> <laughs> right i liked that scene i was like that was well deployed yeah you're right it's uh i don't know it looks fun yeah wesley yeah. snipes looks at a huge dick and in his like, trailer we're and goes yeah. we're gonna we're gonna make so much we're money right. he's like we're getting our old strip group back together and also and that like, guy because his dick is huge but why does it have a little clown wig on the dick weird <laughs> hey man once once you're a clown you're forever <laughs> that's a clown. right the pubes yeah. freeze up yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah this uh i don't know sometimes a movie is just joy you know yes yeah, it's, it's the joyful touching stripper clown movie <laughs> <laughs> hey crazier things have happened man mm-hmm. yeah oh man i'm looking up who wrote it uh or the co-writer not much not much so with this i don't know man i have yeah. high hopes for this back on the strip Mm. Um, all right. Well, that's it for trailers. Should we uh, thank some more producers and get into stories? I think we probably should, Dave. Mm-hmm. All right. Big old thank you to uh, Deborah is awesome, Barbara is great, and Cancer can go to hell. Thank you. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Thank you. Thank you to Driftless, a.k.a. Goochcock. <laughs> Goochcock. That's Gooch a little cock. Friday night joke. Night uh, thank you. To- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to E.T., the extravagant terrestrial. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Evil Ed 209. Thank you so much. Thank you to Exploding Rooms. Thank you. Thank you to Funky J. Mostly comes out at night. Mostly. Thank you. Thank you to Glitterous, CFO of Michael Shannon's Chocolate Factory. Thank you. Thank you to Heathcliff's Helping Handfuls. Thank, thank you. you. All right, let me jump in here. Thank you to Ombre, the Mexican-American ninja, says Mabel, step on me. Thank, thank you. Thank you to worlds.net. Issue 1 is now free. Issue 2 releases in June. Thank you. Thank you to James Cameron's Prolapse Locomotive. Thank you. Thank you to Chris Shanovich. Thank you. Thank you to Look Bomb on a podcast. Thank you. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's Confusingly Large Dick Chill. Thank you. Thank you to Mercurial Oz. Thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank you. Thank you to musical guest Rob Ritchie. Thank you. Thank you to No One Can Hear You Scream in Space McNulty. Thank you. For the record, Goochcock, real name, real name of an actor. Yeah. Look yeah. it up. What movie was that? <laughs> what were, what the hell? Uh, American Ninja. American First Ninja, Ninja, that's right. last name Cock. Yeah. Or yeah. is it all one word? No, it's two words. G-U-I-C-H-K-O-O-C-K. Oh. That is the I'm name. sure it's not pronounced okay. the way we're pronouncing it, but you look at it and you tell yeah. me that's not <laughs> that's 100% Goochcock. Yeah, your brain refuses to decode <laughs> it in any other way. Maybe Kook. <laughs> No. no you get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um uh news stories. So we got some delays, obviously, because sure. of the writer's strike. Um we we talked about it last week in terms of what it you know fucking means. I guess we can talk about what it means for delays now. Blade, which I would argue is just another the, another excuse for delaying Blade, right? Because it's been delayed like six times. Yeah, uh, Stranger like, oh, Things. Thank God. 
Yep, Stranger Things, Succession. Uh, I heard, um, what's it called? Fucking uh, evil. Uh, um, evil. Yep, that's one. A bunch. The, a uh, bunch of shows. Adam Scott. What? What Severance. the fuck? Why can't I? Th- Severance. Jesus. Yeah, that that's one. The one that um, hurts the most for me. I like that. I was into it. I'm not a fan of and Severance, but it two, seems like the I'm the only one. person. I thought the season finale cliffhanger. Although I did predict what it was going to be because I really like shows like that and thought about it, you know, a lot in my off time till I figured it out. So that doesn't mean it's like a telegraph too much, but I had the twist. I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See watch the second season for sure. That actually, I had the opposite effect. I don't want to spoil Did anything, but the finale of severance. Well, I predicted in that it's felt very mystery box, which is, um, you know, they'll never get off the island. Like, that's the vibe I'm getting from that show, where it's going to be like, oh, yeah, this can be three seasons or six seasons because we'll just f- keep finding reasons for it to not progress. Does that make sense? I mean, it, um, that's my fear. it could not, or I feel like it's not. It's too soon to tell. But, yeah, that would suck. That always yeah. sucks. But um, mm. there are, well... I'm trying to think of like, one recently that wrapped up in a satisfying way that is like a trip that's the thing there there's very few yeah yeah so like i love the offer of severance i love it it's a horrifying idea they're exploring it in really cool ways yeah but i'm just i'm getting that vibe i'm getting that vibe where i'm like like you know the i think the only one that satisfied me was like um fucking um what was it called devs devs um, yeah because that was self-contained, yeah, was you know, they had idea. an ending. Yeah. yeah, whenever it's like, we'll stretch it out, whenever it's Westworld or this, it's just like, mm, I, I have a feeling you're going to fucking yeah, that's really actually, piss me off. That's actually what turned me off of Yellow Jackets, is when Yellow Jackets revealed that it was going to keep going. I was like, oh, I don't I like this. Instantly, yep. same experience. Instantly, yep. it's like, oh, zero interest now. Yeah, I immediately lost all interest yeah. in the show. Westworld. Yeah. I was like, this felt like a limited series. It's not. You oh, it. no. It's gonna it. become, right. Because then <laughs> it becomes... Because there's like two ways to go with that. There's the lost way, which you you mentioned, just the mystery box after mystery box, or there's the soap opera way, which I'm just, you know, it works for some people. I just don't care. Yeah. And I honestly think Severance should have done the miniseries of it all. But, Mm -hmm. you know, like what the the thing, the other thing that bothered me about the finale, again, without spoiling anything, is apparently originally there was one other episode after that episode. And they were like, ooh, it's juicier to deny that episode. And that bothers mm. me. Because that's like, mm, then you just told it incomplete yeah, to make a cliffhanger. So, again, S- Severance is very good. It's very good. Can't deny that. Um, I'm just getting those those flags. Great direction from Ben Stiller. Yeah, very good. Um but yeah, delayed. They're all delayed. The Stranger Kids <laughs> things kids are going to be fucking 30 yeah. for the last... Uh, yeah. I imagine so, uh, this is going to hit the bear as well. Do we know about that? Probably. I, guess ima- I assume I anything, it's yeah. Everything, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, we knew this was going to happen. Uh, I mean, yay, good, strike, yeah. Solidarity. Yeah. Get paid. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they should get paid, so mm-hmm. what are you going to do? You make your own succession? Impossible. Oh, wait, did I say succession is delayed? That doesn't make any sense. Succession, is it really delayed? It's no, it's not. It's ending. Yeah. Severance is ending. Yeah, I was going to say, se- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
although but you the, could like film your own. The deadline article that you sent said, "Yeah, it has HBO succession." Si- that doesn't make any fucking sense. Success. And Barry, I thought Barry was over after. Like, aren't don't we have like two episodes of yeah, each of those Barry shows? Barry and Succession yeah. are both ending so, this year. Uh, does that mean they're not gonna? Their 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 status is under evaluation. So. I don't oh, know maybe they that finish the production on them or something. Oh wait, this is the wrong. This is the wrong fucking article. I posted the wrong oh, goddamn you, article. Oh, yeah, you, you this is about article. this is about fucking coronavirus. You guys hear it in real time. Um, the wrong goddamn article. Oh, so that's, that's why. Nice. These I was like wondering. Nice. I was like. Cr- I was like coronavirus. I was yeah, like, okay, I was like, that's none weird. Of, none of this makes any sense. But I didn't look that this is, yeah, anyway. All right. That's so, terrible. Yeah. yeah. Severance. Bush League. Not succession. <laughs> you Saves. miserable bastard, Dave. You fuck. Listen, we have You're better like, news. I heard Sopranos is not going to get a finale now. <laughs> it's the writer's Right. Uh, Sopranos um, is right. out? Oh, no. I've already seen it, though. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go back and remove it from the brain. Yeah. Um, well,. Other news, uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey is starring in a movie from the director of Vast of Night. Has everybody here seen Vast of Night? Holy shit. I'm yeah, so excited about this. Movie. Okay, good. We I co- think we Vast covered of it. Night. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Vast of Night, I will say, is in, like, in the last like five years, one of the most, the best directed things I've seen. It really Agreed. is. The director, really, truly like, is. Insanely good at like all of just like pacing editing like the the thing fucking rips and yeah. then the fact that he's doing another thing and it's a crime genre uh crime like thriller who right. baby that he actually yeah. has a Ooh, budget just... now because like vast tonight had a shoestring budget it's still great right. um so i'm just really excited to see what he what this guy does when he actually has money yeah people listening if you haven't watched vast of night the vast of night it's very good and it's very well made and it's one of those movies that makes you go oh i can't wait till this person makes another movie yeah you know also look up the director he looks like fucking jim henson he, he sure looks does like oh, nice. Andrew Patter- patterson andrew patterson he looks like yeah he looks like hagrid um yeah. <laughs> which is also about. exciting uh, exciting in a different way he looks way. like a hogwarts yeah. film professor and yeah. he was brought to you like the only reason that Vesta Knight got like even shown around was Soderbergh, baby, another regional Ooh. filmmaker. I love Soderbergh for that reason. He always picks up random like filmmakers who are just like I make. I'm I've been making films, but they're all just like in Texas, and no one really. They only debut in Texas, and then that's it. Oh and, shucks, Mister. Right. Oh shucks, Mister Steven. And then he comes up. He's like, I will make you that's an international game. star. <laughs> Let me see that cock. It's huge. We're gonna make millions. We're gonna make millions. <laughs> Soderbergh. Soderbergh uh. likes. If you've ever watched interviews with him, this is a thing I learned when I was working at Collider. He always wears like a really fanciful outfit to do oh, interviews. Yeah, well, I love like, that. For instance, yeah. Adam Driver's racing outfit from uh, Logan Logan Lucky is yeah. one of the things. He, mm. Like he he wears crazy right. outfits nice. every time he gets interviewed. Yeah, it's just for interviews. It's like a bit because if you see photos of him on sets, it's like a jeans and t-shirt. Like he's a jeans and t-shirt guy. Mm -hmm. I want to note, by the way, because I I just always feel joy when a director like this just gets something else. We never covered the fact that David Robert Mitchell is also finally making a third film. Right. That's the director of It Follows Under the Silver Lake. Right. He's shooting it in IMAX, it's, which that alone, I'm like, fuck, I want to see him make something in IMAX. It right. is rumored to be a dinosaur movie. 
Ah, we're getting a lot of those. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. Dinos are back, baby. Honestly, it's stupid that it took it this long. Like dinosaurs don't only have to be in Jurassic Park movies. Like, why wouldn't you put? Why wouldn't you make dinosaur movies? What's wrong with you? It kind of speaks to how it's, awesome Jurassic Park was. That's true. Where it feels like every time they sat down to try to make one, they just like. <laughs> Someone just mumbled Jurassic Park and they all got silent. Right. It was, it's, the same, something else. it's the same thing we were saying earlier about shark movies like Jaws. It's like, yeah. well, <laughs> can't really top that. How do you what follow else is Jaws? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's mm, both good news. I like it. Yeah. Big fan. Um, well, that's it for news stories. Oh, man. I guess we should probably name some more producers, huh, Dave? <clears throat> I guess we should. And I guess I'll do that right now with my voice. Yeah. Big thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Pete for Pagel. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silicon Volcano Coniosis Anti-Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you to pre-order TikTok superstar Jason Pargin's new book, Zoe's Too Trunk for This Dystopia. Thank you. Pre-orders are super important. Thank you. Thank you to Rev, Rev MD. Thank you. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you so much. Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Thank you. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank you so much. Thank you to Sorry Cop, World's Most Laughable Centrist. Thank you. Thank you to Steven. Thank you. Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Thank, Thank you so you. much. So convenient. All right, let me sweep in here. Yes. Thank you to the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? Thank you. Thank you to the Oatmeal Savage. Thank you. Thank you to the Tubi Terror Bunny. Says thank you for watching Dead Heat. You're welcome. Thank you to these seven bees. Thank you. Thank you to Tiger Doors Pratt Thompson's. Oh, I'm not supposed to say things. Raindrops keep falling <laughs> on my head. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. Tux. Thank you to Vincent with a Y. Thank you. Thank you to One Inch Take a Flying Fuck at the Moon. Thank you. Thank you to your mom. Thanks. And thank you to Zzz because Pie Guy liked being last. Oh, yes. Man, Dave, while we're giving thanks, no. No. and we're, we're nearing the end of, of the show, um, no. it feels like it's appropriate to ask you um, if, no. if we can be thankful as we're giving thanks no. uh, for a movie that deserves more hype, perhaps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I can do that. Great, great. You delightful son of a bitch. Yeah, I have a movie that deserves more hype. Um, the movie is called The Hole in the Fence. Um, it's actually been around for a bit. Um, I think it's like a couple years old, but it's just never made it to the States. It is, uh, uh, it was Mexico's one. It was on their short list for best, uh, international film, but it didn't make it. Um, but it is now having a limited release here, uh, May 26th, uh, which is like soon, I think. Yeah. Um, it's practically now pretty insidious uh it's about a summer camp that feels like it's uh pray the gay away or like a or like a just a very hardcore religious summer camp but weirdly like um, not a good one like a sinister pray yeah. the gay away camp, right? <laughs> which is a cool right. idea yeah <laughs> weird twist um one with perhaps bad of, intentions that's right yeah and the idea is that you know this dynamic has immediately creates like uh, you know, a hierarchy within the kids where it's like, you know, uh, uh, the immigrant uh, kids and 
are the weird kids and like you know it's it's it becomes very lord of the flies meanwhile the teachers are you know not helpful i wouldn't call them teachers in fact more like uh just adults making things worse and it appears from the trailer and from the reviews um which it's getting high high reviews again because it's been out for a while so it's been reviewed a lot now um people have called it the best film of the year for 2021 that is or like 2022 doesn't matter um it all devolves into madness it appears and murder and these kids like judging everyone and like going out into the town to kill people and um, it has that vibe like the trailer's pulling a punch like you get the feeling you're yeah. like it's gonna go farther harder than they're even revealing to you at this juncture. oh yeah 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 what'd you guys think of this oh very excited this was this is the kind of horror movie i guess that i was saying burns me but this one got me um, more so yeah. than the uh, I'm Mommy, I'm Your Dead Daughter one. Uh, I'm definitely watching this as soon as it's available. I like that it's in a foreign language because I'm a snob and it also makes it creepier to me in some way that I can't fully natively understand what's going on. Right. And it, again, it, it helps when like it already was out and people are like, yes, And everyone it's good. says it's good. It's tested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel confident. Yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah, that's a big, like a lot of these movies that deserve more hype. Sometimes it's just like, well, the trailer looks compelling. And this time, at least there's like tons of reviews of people like it is indeed very good. Uh, and and so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm super into this trailer. I really like I'm this. I'm super into it. Yeah. yeah in yeah. terms of like horror tropes, like you have like vampires and zombies and shapeshifters and stuff like that. The mob mentality, like where people kind of like the mist you know, you guys oh, remember yeah. the mist movies the that it's just like, anything like that. movies where the horror comes from something happens, a reveal happens. Like, I don't know, like someone's, someone's like, I'm gay. And then it cuts to another person and that person's face like becomes something else where yeah. you can tell that what's inside their brain is, Oh, you just became vicious or disturbed. And now there's going to, something's going to happen out of that. That, psychological terror is a lot more relevant and nuanced toward i think our current society therefore making it more scary i would say um then you know look at the look at the crazy little girl who can crawl upon the ceiling you right know? no yeah this is way more insidious uh because it's grounded in reality right like i definitely i love right. a good horror movie that makes me scared of like a totally. doll you know like sure. i like movies making me scared of stupid things but you know this is scary there's nothing to quite me. like yeah exactly yeah. this or like yeah. it doesn't Green mean i don't room. enjoy you know like, yeah this is like i like the exorcist but this is the stuff that's like really scary the, <laughs> yeah like yeah. i'm gonna go to sleep and then i'm gonna have nightmares kind of stuff right you know? exactly and the, yeah this this also seems to be it's not that ground like they're painting their faces like it is very lord of the flies too uh, which I think it needs, right? Because it kill is kill list vibes. If you've seen kill list, it's mm -hmm. it's like a gritty vibe. Yeah, shaky yeah. cam and stuff. I like it for horror, for sure. So yeah, the hole in the fence, um, which by the way is also the bit the most Dave title 
for you like for you to like it it's the right. hole in it's the compelling. blank you're ju- like you're immediately gonna like that well it's not like a fucking crowded room now is it you no, know it's, it's not a hole it's a hole like yeah, most of your movies that are you have hype about seem to be like the pit in the ground yeah <laughs> the- that actually always bothers me but they're all fucking called that it's, well, this makes thematic to, sense, right? Because it's about like a, a closed a idea, a ideology leaking out into the greater mm. world. Yeah, what does yeah. fence really mean? That's yeah. right, Tom. What are fences? Really? Right, because right. it evolves fences. from feeling like a pray the gay away standard thing to them saying stuff where you're like, oh, is this a village situation? Like, are you raising them in isolation off the grid or something? I don't I, Yeah. It's reverse village where they have like modern technology, but they're but actually they're being medieval. <laughs> in yeah. they're yeah. in prehistoric like territory. Uh, you know, Dave, if you think about it, a crowded room is really just a hole in a building with people in the hole. That's true. Does it's that just... help you? No, <laughs> no you can't. Okay. You can't do this. You can't. There's, in the there's, hole. there's now a hole in the back of my head where my mind was blown. <laughs> um, Dave's like back on board, baby. And that's a sewed. We've yeah. done it. We did it. Uh, thank you guys so much. Proud of us. Yeah, so yeah. Proud. I'm proud of us too. Uh, do you guys want to yeah. hit another another plug before before we head out? Yeah, Plug it up. I'll d- take this one if you sure. don't mind, Swamer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's Michael Swam. I'm Abe Epperson. You know us from Small Beans, probably. And uh, if you didn't hear us at the top of this episode, we're making an independent film. It's based on the time that Michael's father came out as a gay furry while he was a teenager. Um, and it's a coming to sex coming of age sex comedy slash drama dramedy and uh, yeah 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 and so you I might like, be interested I like coming in of sex sexity coming yeah of sex. coming, coming of sex, of sex age it's, drama. A, it's a sex <laughs> yeah it's a, you might be interested by the uh fact that we're producing the feature and you can help if you go to seedandspark.com slash fund slash papa hyphen bear and right. uh, you can become a part of the movie or click it, the link in the description, and you can get stuff from the movie, watch the film early, get burned on Twitter by Michael, even go to a premiere. Um, so, yeah, visit the page and help us out. We really want to make the movie, and uh, I think if you read the stuff on that link, maybe you'll agree that the story's worth telling, because we sure do. Yeah, do it. I read I read a copy of, of it, and it was quite good. It was a good script. Thank I you, know man. you've probably since made revisions on it, but what I, I read I, it was very good. I want to go in blind. Have. I'm going to go in blind. I haven't read it. Ooh. That's fair. <laughs> I like I it. Want, I've always wanted to blind you, so that's exciting. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've always wanted he to rake that, your man. eyeballs out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is. I, I want to mention this. He says this a lot, like too I'm much. Blind, Tom. I got to get those. <laughs> like eyes. He, have his eyes. Eyes. <laughs> he Yeah, those he talks about. He has he has a little box that it says Tom's eyes soon <laughs> taped to it. It's they weird. look at me. They look at me from the inside. <laughs> uh, Thanks for having us, guys. Of course. Of course, anytime. Um, Dave, tell him some stuff. Yeah, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. You go on there for five dollars a month. You get access to exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Motors a Maniac, and then ones that we do with the small beans mm-hmm. such as Spielboys and star trek the next futurama uh so check those out we watch movies every friday night with our patrons we've been watching some real good stuff lately 
Yep. Real good stuff. <laughs> Some real dog shit. <laughs> Some real good films. So check that out. Good pitch. We also have a store. Head over to GameFleetEmployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your newly plucked from your skull peepers onto that. Yes. Your Tom eyes. Yes, Get exactly. Tom's eyes. <laughs> slap my eyes onto that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, most of you. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.